0: Okay, hello, welcome to episode 159 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, We are coming to you actually one day after the uh, Sixers and Kings game, because uh, we had some scheduling conflicts, and uh, unfortunately, we could not uh, record after the game. So we are coming to you one day after on Sunday the 30th. And with me, a very uh, sad co-host today. Because uh, his Niners just unfortunately lost to the Rams. They are not going to the Super
1: Bowl, but the Rams are. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's all it's all okay to be honest. I mean, we'll get them next, or we'll come back up next season. Uh, sadly, we're probably not gonna be seeing some Jimmy next season because, my gosh, he's not been so great for us so yeah there's that and hopefully we get better corners that's another thing. jesus
0: uh, well, okay well it's spoken like someone who's in true denial we'll get into it a little bit later but uh, <laughs> already already thrown it under the bus anyways uh, okay well let's uh let's uh just get the get the uh, sixers game out the way well i don't want to say it that way but like you know it's probably the least interesting of everything that we're going to do because uh you know coming up in this episode we're actually going to have a little bit of a Sixers quiz and yes I did ask Fong he is fine with me doing this to him after the 49ers game so don't come at me for that but all right let's uh let's talk about the Sixers game so uh Fox was out again uh Metu did play this game he's actually back I let, let's start with this I what the hell is up with his ankle like, it's, it's listed as sore. And I've always heard from Jason Jones that the Kings have a hilarious habit of just listing guys out with soreness. And if you guys don't know, um, I'm using quotations, sore. Like, they'll just be out, and they'll just be sore, and this will last weeks, if not months. So, like, it, it seems to be a continuing trend for the Kings,
1: unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many games has he missed? Because of quote unquote soreness, it's sourness. a three games total. I think after this game. Oh really? Oh man! I mean, he got. I guess you could a quote unquote injury uh, during a was it practice before a game? I believe the a few games ago.
0: Apparently, the story is that he kind of he came in and just wasn't feeling it. Like that's kind of what the reporting was. But nothing has really been like. Nothing has really been confirmed from the from the King side specifically. So this is all we know. We just know it's sore and he's just not playing. So, because like the, the thing that concerns it it does concern me by the way, just because like De'Aaron wants to play. All NBA players you know want to play um unless you're Ben Simmons, but you know like. Pretty much every NBA player loves basketball to a certain degree and will play through injuries. The fact that he's not playing it like it at all, like in general, like concerns me. And the fact that it's been three games and all we got is soreness, there's got to be something going
1: on. Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to rest or, you know, maybe there's going to be a trade coming soon. I don't know.
0: So that was kind of the other part. Like, do, do you want to get into conspiracy territory? Like, is he just sitting out to, you know, not possibly injure himself? You know, uh, I just saw like on Twitter today, looks like Joe Ingles might've suffered a pretty deep, severe injury, you know, prayers up to him. Hopefully he's fine. But like, yeah. Do you, do you want to minimize the risk? Is that where we're going? Or is it just the Kings being the Kings and he is, has something. They're just not telling us what it is.
1: Well, hopefully it's not, Terrible, and uh hopefully, we see a speeding recovery from him because he we kind of need him <laughs> in a way.
0: So, if I were to ask you the percentage, like remember how I asked you the percentage of Ben Simmons whether or not he stays on the Sixers? By the way, him staying on the Sixers might have just risen dramatically. Um, like if I were to put a per- percentage, and you know, I, I hate, to, I hate to, have to ask you to answer this, but like do you does De'Aaron play another game as a king and what from percentage here, would no. you yeah and what percentage would you put it at that he will play another
1: game as a king from here on out from here on out uh i would say a pretty high percent i'd say 70 70. yeah you know,
0: i'm, ca- I'm kind of there with you i honestly like it's just i don't think he's gonna get traded especially not for Simmons like the more i think about it the more the, unless it seems to make sense that he'll be traded for Simmons. It's just, like, I don't know. I I don't know how they value, um, you know, like Sixers, I mean, value Simmons and how they value Fox. I don't think a deal is going to happen. I don't think, like, the Godfather deal is out there. Um, That's, you know, Pascal Siakam, uh, Jalen Brown. I don't think those deals are actually available. So I just don't think he's getting moved. So that's that's just the way I see it. Hopefully, again, this is not anything serious and hopefully it's not to hold him out until the trade deadline. That just seems weird to do as an organization.
1: Yeah, that's that's still, what, like, what two weeks from now? So, yeah, that I mean, seeing... Well, just under two weeks, so, you know. Oh. Can we hold
0: them out for, you know, about a week and a half?
1: Huh? Uh, I don't know. I think we'll see a lot more losses, to be honest, even though, like, we pretty much have a almost fully healthy team besides uh td also being out
0: yeah i was actually going to open with a gag about that i was actually going to say something along the lines of you know the kings still you know the kings still haven't won a game they'll probably never win a game again and then so i was going to ask you a question which one do you think will happen first the kings win a game or my ex-girlfriend comes back and so oh. far, my ex-girlfriend has not come back and the Kings have not won one. So this 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 will be a running gag until uh, until until one one of the other happens. So, so yeah, uh, so unfortunately, bagels on both sides. So let's right. So enough of that. We're actually still not going to get into the game. Uh, we're actually going to talk about Robert Woodard and uh, the Philly cheesesteak uh, controversy he had. Have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak? Uh,
1: yes, I have.
0: How was it? I've I've never had one. I've never been I've oh. actually
1: never been on the East Coast. Uh I mean it's something you would probably would like. I mean if you really love cheese, if you really love, you know, meat <laughs> and you like, you know, the peppers and onions that come with it, all in the bread, steamed in the little foil they have, you probably would like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, how did you eat it? Did you eat it from the ends or did you do what Robert Water did and eat it straight from the middle?
1: Uh, well, for my Philly of cheesesteaks that I have eaten, it's always been cut in half. So, I come from, what is it, eating from the, I guess, the middle part. Not like Robert Water, of course, but he ate know, it like a I, sandwich. He ate it like a sandwich.
0: <laughs> he literally just chomped on it from the middle, with you know, uncut. I've never oh, seen that. It, it was we. It was weird.
1: I've seen like a video of someone eating, like you know, a Chipotle burrito straight from the middle, and they were doing a gag because, I, I guess the guy looked like Justin Bieber, and there was a, I guess, a running gag within the, how all these paparazzi. Dot. This one guy was Justin Bieber eating a burrito wrong. So, yeah, it's kind of like in that sense with Robert Wooder.
0: I don't think he was imitating Justin Bieber. I was no. Say that. I, mean, I think it was just his first time, and for whatever reason, he decided to take it right from the middle. But I, anyway, I <laughs> uh, well, you know, my thing is, like, I, I mean, it is whatever, but at the same time, like, that was weird.
1: I mean, I get where he's coming at in some degree, but, I mean, for most people, we've, we've eaten sandwiches before. There is no right of mind uh, of a single person that would eat a sandwich like that, to be honest.
0: And unfortunately, this is probably what Robert Wooder will be remembered for if he's not going to play more. So, Uh. (laughs) yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was a little thing I saw on Twitter and just wanted to quickly talk about it. All right. Let's finally get into the game. How how long have we been talking? Uh, We've been talking for 10 minutes. Uh, We have not actually gotten to the game. Was, let's actually talk about the game. It's not because we don't want to talk about it, it's just we have other stuff uh, coming up or c- come up, but that's honestly more important than this game. So uh Kings ultimately lose uh 103, 101. Um, my the my big summary of this game is that the kings were able to like they play they actually played defense this game. Like that was surprising. You know, they smothered the shit out of Joel Embiid. He could not get anything going in the first half. Like there were a, the only way he had a success was he got a bunch of free throws. I believe he ended up with like 12 free throws and he made 10 in the first half. But they smothered him really well. Like they doubled him base as soon as like as soon as like he catches it anywhere near the post. They rotated just like very nicely, forced deflections, forced steals. And then like that so they played good defense on that end. And then on offense, they were moving the ball. They were taking advantage of the turnovers. I forgot how many fast break points they had, but it was it was a, a substantial amount. And they were also like protected the ball really well. And that's kind of how they got on, got to a pretty substantial lead. They ended the, the first half with an 11-point lead. But, you know, they were, like, hovering, like, around 13-15, pretty much the entire, like, first half. And it, it was, like, really, really good Kings basketball.
1: Yeah. Sadly, again, I did miss most of the first half. <laughs> but uh, from what I've seen on the score, I'm, I was like, wow, what's going on? And when you explained that we were actually doing some sort of defense against what uh, like their best player especially Joel Embiid being a beast he is i was like there's no way because in my mind i didn't think we had guys to even stop him or even you know attempt to double because th- i mean Joel can score over these guys pretty easily Yeah. And
0: I mean, it was a surprising thing, but like they played really good defense. Like as soon as he caught in the post, there was an immediate double. They zone up like the weak side. Now, of course, it did lead to some open threes, but, you know, twice it ended on Matisse Stiebel's hands and like, you know what? Go for it. Like Matisse is the one guy you want to shoot. And that shows, like, really good defensive principles. Like, you know, you're gonna give up an open three probably if they move the ball even relatively well. The best thing you can hope for sometimes is to pick out the shooter you want to shoot. And in that case, it is Matisse Ibel, and I think he canned a few threes. But, like, you know, you, you can live with those things. So, like, they I thought they did a great job. The only thing was, why don't they do this against other teams? Why don't they rotate well? Why don't they play with good energy? And why are they connected all the time? It takes it takes them playing a good team to do all that for some reason.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much ingrained in our culture to be honest, and I I wish we see <laughs> it more. But you know, it, yeah, like you said, it takes someone or a team like the Sixers to for us to you know attempt this kind of stuff. So yeah, hopefully, ho- I mean knock on, not knock on wood, I'm hoping that we do this more, and I'm not, and I'm, eh, I'm just, swearing my words now.
0: Yeah, he's still reeling, unfortunately, from uh, Jimmy G, he's just, (laughs) just, like, come on, that's the reality of it, but, um, to stay on the Sixers, like, you know, you know, in the second half, um, the Kings, for whatever reason, so I just talked about good ball movement, Chris, really good rotations, great doubling, great defensive principles. Now they kept two of those three things, you know, flowing. They still doubled, they still double very well. They still rotated very well, but on the offensive end, the, the offense, the movement dies for some reason. So James Hamm had the stat for in the first half, they had 19 assists. In the second half, they had five and for whatever reason, like, you can credit the Sixers' defense if, if you want to. They did turn up the intensity a bit, but it wasn't the Sixers' defense. It really wasn't. Like, they just they just kind of let—they just kind of, like, stopped moving. Like, they, you know, relied on more Our iso ball. And for a while, it worked. They were hitting shots. But, like, why do they just stop moving the ball? Like, there's no way to really explain it. And, you know, it is the Kings beat just being the Kings. And it shows you why they lost this, their last six in a row.
1: Yeah, I mean, who knows? It's like, for some reason, I guess something happened in the walker room. Maybe they talked it over. Uh, just, you know, try putting balls into certain people's hands. But, you know, it didn't pan out. Uh, there was also quite a few uh, bad passes uh, during uh, the second half that I remembered. But other than that, yeah, who knows why we don't play the way we did in the first half.
0: Yeah, it, it, I it, I just got to question the mental toughness of this team, because when things go bad, they don't they shy. They basically like drop everything they do and rely on iso ball. And then like on the other side, their defense is not as unreliable at best for the most part. This was an anomaly. They did. They did it. They actually still defended de- just well enough. But when you get when you let a team kind of get comfortable, and, like, your bad offense leads to, you know, good offense, like, quick and, you know, easy offense on the other end. You let the other team get comfortable, and they just start bombing on you. Danny Green checks it, immediately makes an impact by just simply hitting an open three. And, like, that that little spark, Gate, like, let the Sixers just get going. Like, Niang hit a three. He manages to tie it. And then, you know, the Sixers go into the fourth quarter only, or the Kings go into the fourth quarter leading by two and you know at that point the kings just look dead in the water like for again i get i don't know why they just stopped moving the ball for whatever reason
1: <sighs> yeah who knows
0: again credit the credit the sixers defense all you want I don't think it did that much like again they tightened up a little bit but it, it shouldn't have stopped you from straight up moving the ball running the offense and th- that's the that's the most frustrating part everyone it's a pick and roll it's one guy trying to create everything and then all three guys just stand around on the perimeter not moving there's no there's no like you know connection it's just a pick and roll and like against a good team especially in the fourth quarter, like they can shut that shit down. Like again, the defense is mediocre at best for the Kings on good nights. And when again, if you run bad offense, it also leads to bad defense because you you're just in worse decision or worse position to come back. And that's basically what and that's kind of what happened in the in the second half. You just run bad offense and it leads to you know bad defense even though you got an incredible performance from Tyrese Halliburton in the fourth. And, you know, since I missed
1: most of it, break it down for us. So pretty much Tyrese, it was pretty much all Tyrese, to be honest. Uh, we The offense, I would say, quote unquote, got better in terms of passing, but it always ended up in Tyrese's hand. Uh, like, there was ball movement, try to get a score inside. Then all of a sudden we kick it out to Tyrese in the wing. He scores a three because, you know, we trust that he can score that three. Uh, there was a big three, uh, coming down, uh, what you want to call it at the corner. I believe it was Yang that was trying to guard him at that corner. I believe it was. Yeah. On that final
0: yeah. shot. Like I think just under yeah. 20 seconds ago. Yeah. That was yeah. uh,
1: Yang. And, uh, what you want call? We were only down by two by the eleven point one uh seconds left at the fourth. And after that, man, I don't know what the rest were doing, but they uh they called a five second violation on the Sixers inbound, and you could tell Doc was furious <laughs> about it. Uh so yeah. A five second violation uh against the Sixers, so it's King's Ball uh kings pretty much inbound the ball to i believe barnes first and it was pretty much a back and forth passing trying to you know get that open three shot between barnes and uh howburn It ended up with barnes's hand i i mean i'm pretty sure he was pretty open he was not (laughs) you lied to me I, i watched that clip what are you
0: talking about being open no, he was. Yo, know, he was. He was pretty. Everyone was pretty much on him. So this is my question to you: Should Halley have just shot the floater?
1: That's what I thought uh, we should have done. But I mean, at that time, I didn't have time to watch an overtime game, to be honest. And I mean, you were you were probably would have been back uh, to uh, cover that overtime part if you know Halburn did hit that floater. But yeah, I mean, why not? We could have uh, attempted to play the Sixers in overtime and you know maybe Halburn would have been uh went off even more during that overtime to be honest yeah
0: well unfortunately Barnes misses a again a a quote unquote wide open shot according to Fong uh who breaks off the (laughs) backboard. um yeah it was it it is what it is sometimes it's like stuff like that happens and I'm looking at the box score, and, you know, Halliburton, like, an incredible 38-7 and game, his career high. I had actually asked you what his career high was before this, and it was, like, somewhere in the 24 or 26. I think it was 28 was yeah. his career high. And he was he was just lighting up. up. And I think he had, like, 24 by the third. And I was wondering if he's going to be able to, like, really light up in the fourth, and he did. But I'm looking at the box score, didn't really get much help from, like anyone else on the team like Barnes had 10 points in the first quarter only scored six for the rest of the game like Bagley like just was he I, he, I thought he was good on defense but like on offense he was just his misses were just b- like blown layups something is just off with him like off with his hands and you know I'm looking at the progression of Jaron Jackson and like he's basically his first three seasons up until this season had just had been just as injury prone as Marvin Yet, if you look at Jaron Jackson, that man, that man is swole now. What happened to Marvin? What did what did he do in this time? Like, it's just one of those things that's like that does make me jealous, of the very jealous of the Grizzlies and does make me hate them to a certain degree.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Marvin was. With... I don't know. <laughs> it's like uh, he's trying, I mean, then again, we barely give him any time because, you know, he's not good enough to uh, earn that time. But uh, he did get an, uh, 20 minutes this game. So, I mean, what he proved to us today was pretty much whatever defense he can provide uh, against Joel.
0: I mean, like, yeah, he. I thought he was. I thought he did good in his time and honestly should have probably got more minutes. I mean, there's one guy that played more minutes than that really sticks out. Let, let's get to it. Buddy Hill. He's been fucking terrible. He's been 10 of 49 in the past, I think, five, six games. And if you and if you don't want to do the math, that's about 22%. Yeah,
1: I, and, I don't...
0: And in an instance where TD is out, De'Aaron Fox is out, somebody got to put up them shots. This fucker is not doing it, and he's not making jack shit. One for eight, oh for seven, somehow plus one. I don't get how, but like, you know, eight rebounds, credit to him. Three assists, Nice he's got to hit open shots like sure there were some shots that were tough that he couldn't hit fine there were plenty of open shots that he just bricked and i don't know what the hell was going on with him like you know he i, I know he wants to get of sack if you want to get out of sack play well so people actually want you you are a terrible fucking player right now and a waste of time whenever i see this fucker out there and i i even made the joke ju- you were asking me like oh it uh, oh like oh it's the last possession we need to play defense is buddy gonna be in there and i said to you are you kidding me of course he's gonna be in there and of course he ends up on the best perimeter defender for some reason i don't get it and that's kind of why like if you were to ever just trade a guy for peanuts at this point just trade buddy for peanuts apparently we'll get to we'll get a little bit more detail later but like apparently there was a deal for him for a tht and apparently the king said there's better value for him I don't care anymore, just trade him for THT and peanuts. I don't care anymore, just get him off this team so we don't have to play this guy.
1: Yep, pretty well said, because there's nothing much I could say other than that. But he is a liability in both defense and now he's a liability on offense.
0: Now, he's been a a liability. Anyways, uh, Davion was okay. You know, he, he did what he could. He started out hot, of course, cooled down. He ended up 15 points, six for 14, not too bad. You know, three for seven from three and played his usual stellar defense. But you know, he's still, he's learning and he definitely like, he's not a starting caliber point guard. He definitely is a backup, but you know, he he's, he's still learning. I believe by next year, he will be a starting caliber point guard for this team. If De'Aaron Fox is not on this team. Now, if he's a backup, that that would be interesting. But as it stands right now, you kind of do see some warts in his like game. He's not a great playmaker. He, he mm-hmm. gets a little bit of tunnel vision and, you know, we're putting him in a position where he's one of the designated playmakers with with Tyrese when De'Aaron's out. And, you know, this is the kind of the frustrating th- thing about the team is that you put De'Aaron back in, Davion might fall back into a shell. Like there just isn't like that confidence, I guess with these guys where they're just going to do what they're going to do and you know, despite like, you know, there be like, they, they, fo- it's a bad mix of guys who want to make things happen and guys that don't make things happen when they have the ability to. And then instead they always rely on the guys who are, who do want to make things happen, but honestly aren't good enough to make things happen. See Buddy Hill, for example, see Terrence Davis, for example, like, It's a bad mix. It's a bad mix of like guys like that. And, you know, hopefully one of these days they'll finally figure out that balance. Until then, this is the product we're going
1: to get. Oh, yeah. I mean, going back with Davion Mitchell, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's really good. (laughs) I'm hoping that uh, we find a good medium for him in the future. And, you know, we'll have to see about the Fox situation and trades that might potentially hopefully coming up because we're one of the ones that are pursuing or one of the highest or one of the teams that are pursuing the most uh within the nba so hopefully something happens there but other than that hmm, i wonder are you are you willing to keep davion uh in the bench for let's just say however x amount of years like permanently
0: look that I said this on the last on the last episode. At at some point you are gonna get into a crossroads with Fox and Davion. I think Davion will soon be overqualified to be coming off the bench and needs to start. But you can't do that as long as De'Aaron Fox is on the team. You will have to come in at a crossroads where you're going to have to get rid of one of these one of the three guards. And 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 that I mean one of Davion, De'Aaron, and Halliburton. And it's not going to be Halliburton, and it's going to be one of De'Aaron and Davion. And mm. you know, depending on what what, honestly, like I don't know how much uh, trade value Davion has. I know I know De'Aaron Fox probably has a lot of trade value, but like, is he going to get you a star? Like, if he's your if he's your trade piece to get the Godfather deal, unfortunately, I'm more than happy to part with him because, like, again, you have this logjam right now in a way because. Like Davion does not play this well if he's coming off the bench. He just isn't. He's not going to get the minutes. He's not going to get the opportunities. Like this is where like it's tricky to bat to find that balance. Like we as we as you know observers say, well, you can just plug this in like off the bench, and like he'll pro- he'll provide the same like level of production coming you know, just doing what he does, but you got to understand it takes a little bit for, you know, players to get into rhythm and Davion's playing starters minutes right now, which means he has time to get into rhythm. He's not going to have that time when De'Aaron is on the floor. And that's just how, that's just how basketball works. You know, there's no stat to prove that there's no analytics to really prove that it, that's just how basketball simply works. And at, a, at a certain point, you're going to have to answer the question is Davion, does 30 minutes of Davion outweigh the benefits of having De'Aaron Fox play play 30 minutes? Mm. And you're going mm. to have to make a choice at some point. I'm I'm not saying it's now. Like maybe Davion takes a leap next year. Maybe you deal De'Aaron over the summer. I don't think you do it by the trade deadline. Mm.
1: Okay. So by that time, let's. Uh, bef- I mean, before we move on uh, so quickly, uh, would you trade Fox or Davion over? let's just say the summer for what it depends whatever deal you're gonna, that...
0: you're gonna have to give me something to, before I say yes as I said De'Aaron two guys two guys I traded for like even Bradley Beal you would have to make me think about it a little bit I'm I'm saying Jalen Brown Pascal Siakam
1: that's it okay yeah because as of right now, I'll I, yeah, like you said, I have no idea what Davion's uh, trade value is. Yeah,
0: so that that's where I stand. You are going to have to come into crossroads at some point with these two guys. And mm-hmm. again, you're not trading Halliburton. You're just not. Oh no. Okay, well, that's what what I have for the game. It's basically, you know, great ball movement, great defense in the first in the first half. It's good good defense in the second half, but. In, horrible offense and that unfortunately led to this loss. And it's it is frustrating to see the Kings play so well to a certain degree. Like you can never like complain too much like when they play well, but you know what is it, 50 games in the season at this point? Yeah, 50 was it? 51 games into the season. And like you still doing this. You play you you go <clears throat> you come out balls to the wall against good teams. Yet against bad teams, you come out flat and dejected, and you just don't look like you like playing basketball anymore. Like, what is what is the reason for that? And yet, they're gonna have to look deep down. There basically Monty McNair made the same mistake Vladi did. And yeah, I know that's a I know that's a very bad thing to say, but the mistake that vladi made was that the 39 win season, he, he basically said, This core is gonna this core is good enough. To, to get us wins. The only thing we need to do is to support the core by drafting, or not drafting, but by signing role players to support that core. And that's the decision that Monty made last offseason. He he looked at that, you know, seven-man rotation and said, if you add a little bit of depth, that should improve the team well enough for them to make the playoffs. He doubled down on this core player, which is De'Aaron uh, Barnes. <clears throat> De'Aaron Barnes' uh, buddy, buddy, yeah, uh, I would say you know, really, really wasn't part of that. So it's basically these three guys. And he basically said that core is good enough, is a good core and is enough. If you put enough pieces around them, they can lead you to success. Unfortunately, they've this core has now proven that they can't lead you to success. And you need to you need to kind of like scrap the core and find another one. And that's the that's the mistake he made, unfortunately, with his team. There's something with that. Co- There's something, just something, within that. Again, that core players that just don't work, and you simply need to revamp it. Does that mean trading De'Aaron for scraps? No, but like, you can't deny that at this point. Like, it, the issue is with those three players. It's with Fox, Barnes, and Buddy. Like, whichever whoever you want to put the blame on, you can't you can't really. I guess, disregard the effect of the other two, which is Barnes and, uh, Barnes and Fox. They're part of the problem. Can they be part of the solution? Yes. But unfortunately, in order to get value back, you're probably going to have to part part with at least two of those guys. And that's just the reality of it.
1: Uh, Sadly, that is the case. And hopefully, whatever we get back, we see a better, you know, better season for the next season. And, uh, Hopefully, we'll get more wins. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Now, uh, let's uh, just quickly just talk about some trade stuff. Um, of course, trade season, you're going to have to talk about him. Now, we're not going to have a lot of um, Ben Simmons this time because we're actually going to kind of put an end to him right now. Because apparently, um, Woj reported that the Kings have ended their pursuit of Ben Simmons. And one of the reasons why is because, well, the specu- this is speculation, but um, basically, you know, the Kings were in Philly, which means that, you know, they have a chance to meet in person. And Monty McNair likely met with uh, Daryl Morey in person, and they had their meeting, and Monty basically came out and said, this guy does not really want to do a deal with us, so we're out. We're being used as pawns, we're being used as leverage. And we're done. And apparently, in the report, the asking price was actually higher than what was reported. Now, if you guys don't remember, it was reported that the Kate C- or the Sixers wanted Halliburton and multiple first-round picks. And apparently, the asking price was somehow even higher than that.
1: Oh well, it ain't that great? Uh, I wonder what. Uh, <sighs> Man, I'm mixing up the GMs right now. Uh, I'm wondering what the Sixers were asking, and it's probably going to have to involve Halliburton if they were asking that much.
0: I imagine they asked for Halliburton and Fox. That's what I'm speculating. Mm -hmm. Because, like, how is it even higher than multiple first-round picks? At that point, if I'm giving you Fox and Halliburton, you give me your picks. That's not how this works. But, you know, it just seems like uh, Daryl Morey does not want to actually do a deal. He basically wants to use us as leverage to basically ask other teams to come up with more. And for better or for worse, the the Ben Simmons King saga is pr- is ending is ending for at least about a week. Because once the trade deadline looms, you know even closer, you know the panic is going to really set in, and you never know if Daryl might want to change his mind.
1: Ah oh, man, we'll we'll have to see because, Jeez I we just want this to end. To be honest, and I'm glad that uh, Monty is looking at, at uh, other possibilities uh, with trades uh, besides, you know, the Sixers. But man, this uh, Benson is thing needs to end soon.
0: Okay, so let me give you a f- let me just give you um, let me think. Let me I'll give you two names and you tell me what you would trade for them. So I'm talking so I'm asking for player and how many draft picks. Mm-hmm. So all right, so Jeremy Grant. Okay. Who would you trade for him and how many picks?
1: <clears throat> Jeremy Grant. Mm. Can we do buddy healed and maybe one pick? <laughs> <clears throat>
0: sorry chokes on some water jesus okay okay so would you do an unprotected pick
1: Ooh. <coughs> that's a tough one mm. at this point why not because we need to get rid of buddy healed and that's if detroit really you know is down for buddy healed
0: now here now here's kind of the here's kind of the killer would you do this year's unprotected pick
1: Oh, man,
0: No So, okay, yeah, I probably wouldn't do. It. you can talk if somehow Detroit would accept the next year's um next year's unprotected pick? Sure. like cause the thing with Jeremy Grant that I'm not very interested in, I feel like you would need to trade Barnes to get him. Mm-hmm. And like I the reason why I would want Jeremy Grant is for him to play next to Barnes because we, you know, this team needs wings. and. Mm-hmm. You know like he's a he's actually a good player to fit like to just uh, you know on paper just like a fit another wing that can kind of score and do some other things like again the the tricky thing with him is that you do have to get i feel like you do have to give up a lot to get him and maybe you can talk them into two protected picks like we'll see how that works but like i don't think they would take that i think it would take more for them for uh it would take more for us to actually get him because other teams are going to be able to outbid the kings for this
1: yeah that's true so let's just say yeah yeah that's uh, that's tough
0: so um, i'll just take it as you okay let's just say uh unprotected 2023 pick would you do it and buddy i would yeah i would do that too because you know like you never know you get jeremy Grant in here he might be good the kings might be end up being better you know you never know and especially you don't have to give up much like let's be honest like giving up buddy at this point sure you lose a lot of offense he does create offense to a a certain degree but you do lose a lot but like you add a lot of defense and you just you eliminate a lot of you know boneheaded um boneheaded shots from buddy and also just some of the bad defense like i feel like at this point you're like you're it's addition by subtraction and you're adding a very capable wing to your team Mm -hmm. i don't think i don't think detroit would do it i think they would ask for more but yeah
1: probably
0: <laughs> you know we, we can dream we can dream a little bit
1: i mean we could try why not we have monty ask
0: <laughs> okay so the other guy that i'm very interested in now john collins he's weirdly available i don't know really why he seems to be like super duper available but he is available and you know he he's going to have a high asking price you're talking at least two picks and a player back and basically, what I'm thinking is something along the lines of Harrison Barnes for him, and two picks from us.
1: Oh, man. Oh. Uh man, that's a that's a little tough for me. Will it be unprotected for both of them.
0: <sighs> that's actually, kind of, yeah, that would be tough. I, w- you know what? For the sake of it, let's just say you they do get. Let's just say top five protected. For this for this year's pick and then another pick in what 2023, 2024? That's probably like, you know, for you know what unprotected twenty twenty four pick. How about that?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's that's a little tough for me to be honest. For John Collins, uh for now I'm gonna say I won't go for it. I don't know. It's it's still I might change my mind to be honest, but yeah, it's a little tough
0: and i think you're going to change your mind right here right now because i would say yes mm. i i would want john collins and honestly you, if you can find a way to now you you can't change your mind anymore because you already made your decision i yeah. would try i would try to squeeze in buddy there and just get back bogey <laughs> you can talk him into that <laughs> or yeah get kevin Herter. yeah right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you like shooting you know is it there's no better shooter than Buddy, you know, shh don't 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 look at his uh, last six games, but you know, like honestly, like just trade trade Buddy to that team, he'll fit in nicely. You know, they they have a bunch of guys who, you know, can shoot and don't play defense and you know it's perfect. Like, you know, get, get again, like add in Tristan Thompson there and get back the Longbright. right. That that would just be perfect. I will give you the two picks. I don't care.
1: Mm, if only if that could be possible. I don't know if they're gonna let go buddy or her to be honest no i
0: mean like just i mean just one one guy can dream and you can work around that we'll we'll give you T, um tristan thompson like they mm-hmm. need a big like we'll, we'll give it we'll give them to you it's fine i don't care just do what you gotta do and uh you know like let, let's talk like i really i like like after last year's playoffs like i'm i'm all in on john collins i was <laughs> not a fan of him before that but this dude is a dog and you talk about a guy that brings the fire, I think he'll bring the fire to this. Team. Okay.
1: Yeah, we definitely do need that. <laughs> it,
0: it would hurt it would hurt to lose Barnes, but again, you need to shake up that core. Like you know, I am not saying it's his fault, but he's been up here long enough and he's not had a he's not had a he's not had a big enough effect on the team. It, it's time for a change. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, so that's basically it for the trade talk. The only other thing I want to quickly talk about, so Lakers did offer THT for Buddy, and Kings uh, said that they could get a more lucrative deal. Maybe? I I don't know. Like, I mean, like, you look back at the summer. I never would have thought, you know, Buddy would have gotten you Kuzma and Trez.
1: Hmm. Yeah. (sighs) Man. If if only that were to happen in the beginning of the season, but for now, THT for Buddy.
0: <laughs> well, it's not gonna be a one for one. What yeah. so one of the reasons uh one of the reasons why the Kings probably didn't do it. So spe- James Ham speculates is because it's a very complicated deal. You basically need to get a third team involved because the King, so they would need to include um Kendrick Nunn and THT and three other players because of how badly their uh salary structure is because they have minimum guys they have basically a bunch of minimum guys um what's his face uh kendrick nunn tht and then it jumps to russell westbrook's contract for forty-four million. Oh
1: dear god
0: so like it's very complicated and the reason why you can't just trade for like you can't just keep stacking minimum guys to send to the kings in order for the kings to accept those players they have to cut guys and I don't know if you want to just straight up start cutting Jemias Ramsey, Robert Woodard, and guys like that. It's way, it's hilariously complicated just how dumb the the Lakers situation is, and it, it can be like weirdly tricky to get a deal done with them.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not a GM, so I don't know how it'll work. Oh how- you're, wait,
0: you're you're not a GM like most of NBA Twitter is. Wow. <laughs> it's it's like it's a little bit more complicated than what people think
1: yeah (laughs) but if we were to do this man so let's see cutting guys so it's not uh, we're not it's not like we're gonna add another person into the deal within a free team trade huh like let's just say you, you Marvin can, Bagley.
0: So like one of the spec, one of the ideas I would have is Thunder somehow get involved, and you just send guys to them, like uh, yeah. or like or like it, you know, in your in your you know in your scenario, like you can put Marvin, you can like send Marvin Bagley to the Thunder, and that opens up a roster spot, and you can somehow like move around money. They actually like if you would need to dump contracts, like the Thunder apparently under the salary cap right now so they need to actually get guys on their team
1: huh. so <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> they're they will probably be involved
1: in some way okay yeah i mean that's if the thunder <laughs> is willing to do this so that's that so i guess we'll see how that works out geez that's uh... look
0: listen like if it wasn't so complicated i would love tht on this team Oh yeah. Like I don't like he's not he's not James Worthy like a lot of Lakers fans thought he was. He's oh, still geez. good. I thought he was good. I always thought he was like pretty decent. Now keeping him over Alex Caruso that's a whole another conversation. But like I think he's a good player with like a lot of room to improve. And I would love for him to be on this team. Like again, this team needs wings. And they're still thirsting for Buddy. The Lakers are really want Buddy. And again, if what if it wasn't so complicated, Buddy would probably in LA right now.
1: Man, they they're still wanting Buddy to this day.
0: So I watched a video from B-Ball Breakdown. Again, it's just to remind you guys. I watched Bball Breakdown grow, growing up. They said if they didn't trade for Russ and instead got Buddy, the speculate like, just by numbers. Now again, I don't trust the numbers. But like the numbers say the, the Lakers would have 10 more wins right now because of just Buddy shooting. Now, let's not let's not forget, Buddy doesn't play any defense. Like, I don't know how they would have covered for that. But, you know, that's just me. But like the idea is that they like the the numbers say that Buddy helps that team a lot. And I think statistically, like, again, you look at like how horrible of a game he had against the Sixers. He was still plus one for some reason. It's just one of those weird things where like he's he's a real like analytic analytics and and stats darling he just is and like you can you always have that thing the kings almost have this advantage to a certain degree when it comes to trading other guys. A A lot of other guys a lot of other teams can talk themselves Well, we know how to use buddy he's he's got bad numbers right now because he's on the kings and the kings don't know what to do with him. So they can talk them like the Lakers can talk themselves. Like, oh, if he plays with LeBron, he's gonna hit eighty percent of his shots because he's a great shooter. Now, of course, like that, he still would probably be a forty percent like for three point shooter. There's no doubt about that. But like they they could talk themselves into that kind of stuff, and don't realize that Buddy is a horrible defender, and honestly, like misses a lot of open shots. You know, mm-hmm. tread tread lightly.
1: Ooh man, yeah, well good luck lakers that they acquire buddy because i i don't know how uh, they could uh, utilize him that well
0: look believe me if i could if i could just send his ass to la i would do it right now i don't <laughs> care it's just that their dumbass G- gm structured structured their um roster so badly that it's actually hard for for us to give you buddy like if honestly if honestly to a certain degree if you could just say like oh we'll just take buddy we don't send anything back i would think about it it's gotten that bad
1: (laughs) Uh, if only if it were that easy
0: yeah Uh, again uh, you know being a gm is a little bit harder than people think (laughs) yep okay all right well so we finally gotten to this point so after the little musical interlude Well, we're going to get. We're going to have to play a quiz. We're going to play the 76ers quiz
1: with Fong. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. On our third edition of Fong's. How much does Fong Know About the NBA? I could, could not come up with a better name. I was gonna call Fong's torture, but we're just gonna call it How Much Does Fong Know About the NBA? In this edition, we're gonna be doing the 76ers. Okay, so it's kind of the same rules as before. Uh there's six questions. I should have tally how many possible points, but if you get more than if you get more than four points for this one. Really? <laughs> well, um, we'll see if you do, but you know, if you get more than 4 points for this one, you win this game. And again, I still have not uh, decided what the reward will be. We'll talk about we'll talk about that offline once you win. But okay, so same rules as before. There are 6 questions. Uh, you pick a number from 1 through 6 and let's get this party started.
1: All right, let's try number 6 this time.
0: <laughs> number 6. Ben Simmons famously had a brutal meltdown in game 7 of the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Hawks where he only scored 5 points and and his night was capped off by him passing up an open dunk after he spun on Danilo Gallinari with with Trey Young kind of close to him but he instead passes the ball to Matisse Thybulle who gets fouled and misses one of his free throws that's all bad but what doesn't actually get talked about is that he actually had a really good um, assist game with 13. Uh, however, um, that kind of shows you. Well, the question I'm going to ask you is who had the second most assist on the team? But I'm also going to just going to make a point of like he really is the playmaker of that team. Uh, I'll just say that it, it doesn't get talked about enough. Let's so see who had the second most assists on the Sixers during this game.
1: Uh, I, I try to remember was Seth still on that team? He was on that team, yes. Ooh, I gotta have to go between Curry and Maxi. Which one are you gonna go with? I'm gonna go with Curry.
0: It is not Curry. You have Damn. gotten it wrong. Um, the did Tobias Harris cross your mind at all?
1: Dear God, he had the second most assists.
0: He had the second most assists with four. What the hell? OK, That it does show you the kind of like chasm that the uh, Sixers are dealing with this game uh, or like their team in general, because they need playmaking. And Simmons does like fit, does like, you know, do all basically all the playmaking for that team. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that doesn't get talked about. I know, like he, d- he didn't score much at all, but at the same time, like it doesn't even get talked about. Like he is a very good assist guy. And again, 13 assists, granted, five points, but uh, I think two of four, if I remember right. Let me check. Yeah, two of four from the field, 13 assists, eight rebounds, you know, but only five points. And unfortunately, five, the five points is what people talk about a lot.
1: Dang. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, I would have never guessed uh, Harris, to be honest. Maybe uh, Joel but. <laughs> Joel
0: was third. Yes. Joel oh. was number third with three assists. Uh, Seth Curry had two. I actually forgot to look him up. Wow, uh, his okay. number didn't catch my. Uh, Tyrese Maxey actually, actually had three. Granted, he didn't play that many minutes. He only played 14 minutes. He was not the oh. he was not the player he was uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, do want to bring up another note? Joe Embiid had three assists but eight turnovers. That doesn't get talked about enough of how like how he did contribute a lot to that loss. Granted, they they should have been nowhere near that game if he didn't play as well. But eight turnovers during that game more mm-hmm. than Trey Young, who played terrible this game.
1: Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I don't think I watched that game, to be honest, so I wouldn't have known much besides uh, what has happened after the game, so, yeah.
0: Okay, so that's a bagel for you. Pick a number between one through five.
1: Let's go down to five.
0: Five, okay, five. Joel Embiid is undoubtedly the face of the 76ers franchise and the future of the franchise. And for the foreseeable future, and he arguably could go down as the greatest sixers of all time, as long as he stays healthy. Now, I'm uh-huh. not trying to jinx him. I'm not trying to be a dick, okay? But unfortunately, he has not done that up to this point in his career at all. He's always misses a chunk of games during the season, and he has never played. And also, mind you, he missed the first two two years of his career. Yeah. So yeah. the question is. What is the highest amount of games he's played in a season thus far?
1: Thus far?
0: How many games has he played in one single season? What's the most amount of games that he's played without, in one single season?
1: Oh, without – oh, okay, I see. Um, Let's see. I want to say – Ooh, that's going to be a <laughs> – are you going to be able to round up if I say a number? No, you have to get the number exactly – one hundred percent correct. Oh Jesus, I'm gonna say forty five then.
0: Jesus Christ, no, it's not that low. No, it, it's sixty four. It's okay. not that bad. I'm like Jesus Christ, <laughs> forty five. That's half the that's half the season. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh man. Okay.
0: Let I, me take a. Let me just take another quick look. So yeah, sixty four. There is a caveat, kind of, in that in the bubble season, like he had fifty one, but I don't think he was gonna make sixty four anyways. Um, in the bubble season, you know, the oh. pandemic season.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He ended up playing 51 in that one. So there's a bit of a caveat. But yes, the o- most amount of games he's ever played is 64. So he basically he missed 18 games and just and he basically misses an average of that every single season. Okay. And uh, and also this year, he's already missed 11 due to injury and health and safety protocols. A little bit of a caveat there.
1: Mm, I see. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, I, I expect it worse. I'm not gonna lie.
0: He, he did miss the first two years of his like his first two years. Like yeah. he didn't he didn't debut until two years after he was drafted, which is mm-hmm. pretty crazy if you think about it. But granted, he's turned out so it was worth it. The process was worth it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Mr. Process himself. I
0: I I have my I have my gripes about the process, but you know we're, we're not. That's the that's a time for another podcast. <laughs> no. Okay, all right, so. Pick a number from 1 through 4.
1: Let's go down the list again. Let's try 4. So
0: 2001 was a very memorable year for the 76ers. They uh-huh. made an incredible run all the way to the finals, led by the 2001 MVP, AI Allen Iverson. What it is talked about a little bit less, although it is talked about quite a bit is that there were there were other awards that the Sixers did end up winning now I am gonna ask you so there's bonus points to this question you you have you have to first for the first part you have to name how many awards now including the MVP so that's already one so that's Uh that's that's already kind of gives you a bit of the answer how many total awards did the 76ers win in the 2001 season and you're gonna have to name Uh, Who won those uh, for the for the for the bonus points. So for the first part, you only have to give me a number. How many awards did the 76ers win in 2001?
1: I'm just going to say three.
0: And that is wrong. They actually won four. Jesus. Now, Dang, I'm not, really? so, so, yeah, so, yes. Now y- you still have the chances for bonus points. You got to name, you got to name all. Well, you're going to name three of them because I already gave you one of them. The Alan Iverson won the MVP. Yeah. Now, now. All right. So since you don't have the number, hmm, let me see. Should I make this harder on you or easier for you?
1: I don't know the Sixers at all. So I actually
0: don't, I, yeah, I don't think it would help you, but I gave you the award. OK, so I'll give you the award. And you name me who won it on the Sixers.
1: Can I see who was in the team? No. Okay. Oh no. dear God! No, I don't, I'll,
0: give it, I'll give it away.
1: I see. I don't even remember who was in that team besides AI.
0: Well, yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope you've seen enough Andy Hoops videos.
1: Okay. DPOY Defensive Player of the Year. Fuck. I am not getting this. I, I'm not gonna lie. I. Do not know. I, I just
0: to I just want to hear you say a name that you think was on the Sixers. I really just want to hear.
1: I, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be someone that I probably maybe know, but probably most likely don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm. Not, i I'm gonna have to pass. I don't even know. I don't even remember Come on, anyone. just
0: I just throw out a name. I don't. I don't care. You can. He can be from the 50s for all I care. <laughs> uh
1: uh, oh dang! Who was that guy's name? Oh uh, no, not uh, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, this is this is tough.
0: It's brought the f word out of fuck
1: Yeah, I know. That's I, I, filthy, I, I, man. I really don't know anyone besides AI in that in that team. I I remember Tyrone. <laughs> tyron lu was on the lake was on the
0: lakers, I <laughs> was
1: on the lakers. <laughs> all i all i remember is the crossover from ai to um, tyron now have you ever seen you know just outside that picture
0: i well, i haven't seen it i don't know if he's in the picture but you know all right do you just, just want to
1: pass yeah i'm just gonna pass
0: i'll just i'll just let you pass this so this there is a bit of a it's a I don't want to say it's a trick question. Honestly, you should know if you know anything about the Sixers. It was Dikembe Matumbo.
1: Fuck, it he, is.
0: He got. He was tra- He was traded to the team midseason, and I believe it oh. was. It was the. It was the I, I think Phil, a guy that got injured. I actually don't know the guy's name off the top of my head. Now that I think about it, but yes, DPOY that year was Dekembe Matumbo. Okay. Next award is Coach of the Year. Now we already established you don't know any players on that team. Do you know who coached that team?
1: Dear God, no, I don't remember that. Oh, do you want to do a Hail Mary for this one?
0: I so wanted you to say Moses Malone or something like that. Like that would have been hilarious.
1: He's even no, he wasn't even on the team.
0: Honestly, it would have been better than what you ended up giving. Was was nothing.
1: So. Yeah, uh, let's say Rick Holman. Are you serious? He was on the Kings. I know. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus Christ! This, this it, is how much I know about the Sixers. This is probably a bad idea for me to do this quiz.
0: You are not a student of the game, sir. It, it was Larry Brown. Oh, would you okay. have ever guessed at it in any in any universe? Probably not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, he yeah.
0: he was a very famous coach in this era. He coached the uh the Indiana Pacers like during the so, during some of the Reggie years and he coached the Detroit so he coached this team and then mm-hmm. he went to Detroit won the championship there and then I believe ended in New York where he got into a feud with Isaiah Thomas and never coached again, I think.
1: I see. Yeah, I definitely would have not remembered that. <laughs>
0: I was hoping for you to get one of these two, so it would give you give me a little bit more uh, faith that you would get this last one. Uh God. Good. Good fucking luck, because <laughs> six man of the year. Who was the six man of the year uh, on the Sixers? Six man
1: of the year. Dear God. Ugh. Oh man. Yeah, Bobby Jackson. It was not Bobby Jackson. I was
0: hoping for you to say Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant was second and sixth man of the year of uh, voting in his second year, which oh. was not this year. But, you know, like at least that would have been funny. Sure, Bobby Jackson, it was not. It was Aaron McKee. Now, I'll be honest. If you ask me who that was, I have no clue who that is.
1: OK. <laughs> so Yeah.
0: <laughs> the the thing I like to talk about during the Sixers run, so a lot of people say like, you know, D- AI had a bunch of scrubs on this team. But you look at this team, like sure, they're not big names. The Kevin Matumbo was out of his prime at this point, so even he really isn't a big name. But the idea of this is, is that this was a team that was built all around AI, and these were competent NBA players, and they were built completely to fit his play style in that he does all the scoring, And everyone does everything else, like literally (laughs) everyone else rebounds and plays defense while he goes out there and scores. So I I just I've never liked the narrative like A.I. was just, you know, playing with a bunch of scrubs. He was playing with a bunch of guys that fit his play style, which was he doesn't play defense and he hogs the ball a lot. So like these guys were like mainly spot up guys and just basically played their role perfectly. And that's what this team was. You can tell by, you know, the defensive player of the year. You know, the coach of the year is, you know, some something and like, you know, six man of the year was won by Aaron McKee, who, again, did just simply did his job whenever AI wasn't on the floor.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, this is a this is a terrible start. Yeah, Whoa. I gave you
0: both. I gave you four bonus. Well, three bonus points in this question. You somehow didn't get any points. I like I said, I don't remember much about the that era. Now, in order to remember, you must have first known.
1: So there's that. Mm. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, pick a number from one to three.
1: Let's go with three. Go with three.
0: Okay. Out of these four players, um, one of these Sixers players did not win Rookie of the Year. Now, I'm going to give you the names right now, and you tell me which one of the four did not win Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Allen Iverson. Okay. Elton Brand. Michael Carter-Williams and Ben Simmons, which out of these four did not win Rookie of the Year?
1: I want to say AI. Yeah, let's put it on AI.
0: Ah, that is wrong. He did win 1997 Rookie of the Year. Damn. This was probably the easiest. It was Elton Brand. Now the MCW one, would you have picked? Would you have picked MCW? I actually wonder.
1: I think I remember MCW. Ah, kidding. you do,
0: because that was a tricky one. It was yeah. it's, for me, it was gonna be uh, MCW or Ellen Brand, but I remember he did win Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, I remember. I think not it, it probably was Andy Hoops or some YouTuber that went <gasps> over uh, uh, Michael Carter. So yeah, I'm yeah surprised that he won that, but you know his career pretty much ended. Actually, where is he? Huh.
0: He is in Orlando, I believe, it injured right now. I see. Okay. I do remember. I did think he was gonna be really good that first year because he beat the Heat in his first game, and then like got a triple, almost got a quadruple double in his uh um, in his first game, and then like mm-hmm. got a, a triple double later in the year. Like it, he was really good to start his career, but it just kind of has fallen apart. And you know, he's he's a role player nowadays. You know, it it is what it is. Like honestly, the Kings could use him. No, no lie. Just another wing guy.
1: Mm, I see. Yeah, that's too bad. Oh, man.
0: And uh, yeah, um, Ben Simmons uh, famously won it in what would be his second year, technically, because he was injured his first year. And he wasn't honestly really wasn't a rookie. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. All right. You got two more questions left. Pick a number from one to two.
1: Let's go with two.
0: Oh, this is going to be a fun one for you if you could ever get it. Manute Bull famously hit six threes in one half as a sixer against the Phoenix Suns with Charles Barkley on it Uh on March 3rd, 1993. Now, I cannot confirm this, but this may or may not have been the record for most threes made by a sixer in one half. How many total threes— did Manute Bowles make as a sixer in 215 games? Now, he made six in this game. How many does he have total as a sixer?
1: Damn. That's another guessing game. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, I probably should have came up with better questions. Like, honestly, I didn't have much to start with because, honestly, I don't know that much about the sixers, I realized.
1: I want to say eight.
0: Ah, it is not eight.
1: It is 11. Ugh. Dang. Ah oh, man. <laughs> I, I I knew he he, he wasn't a, a shooter. So, man. Dang. He only made five other ones other than that one a half.
0: Apparently, unless I asked the question really weirdly. But, you know, three-pointers weren't really a thing. And, like, I think he was mostly inside. You know, yeah. as skinny as he was. But, yeah, apparently only 11, at least from what I was able to find. If someone wants to correct me on that, please do. Uh, honestly, this research was... Pretty it was rough for me to research these things.
1: Mm, I see. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not winning this. I'm oh not. no, you know,
0: you've no you've lost your chance way
1: longer.
0: So <laughs> yeah. no, you're not winning this one. Um and, well we only have one more question left. This is just for shits and giggles at this point. All right, the last question number one Charles barkley like many others uh who played during the Bulls dynasty era, could not be Michael Jordan. Now, Charles Barkley, of course, falls into the group of not guys who couldn't beat uh, MJ during that 90s run. But he is actually a rare case in which he actually has a winning record against MJ in the regular season. So what was Charles Barkley's regular season record against MJ? By what year? No, not one year total. So this does, this, this number does actually include like his time as a, as a son and as a Houston rocket. So keep that in mind.
1: Okay. Wait, how many games he won against in the regular season? You said
0: in the regular, you know, I'll just take, I'll just take how many games did he win instead of like, you know, the actual record. So he, he told, he has a total of 39 games against MJ in the regular season. How many did he win? Huh? I'm lowering the bar for you, cause Jesus Christ, zero yeah. zero for ten at this point. So.
1: Yeah, let's say 28.
0: So 28 wins, and what would that be? 39. So that would be 11 losses. Is that is that what you would? Is that your answer?
1: Yes, and it sounds like it's not.
0: It is not. It is actually only 20. He was 20 and 19 in the regular season against MJ. Oh wow. A very narrow margin. Damn.
1: Okay. Well. And
0: uh, and like if you include the playoffs, it is 32 and 23. Oh no, the other way around. The MJ's record is a 32 and uh 23 against Charles in the playoffs.
1: Okay. I see. So,
0: Yes, a very slight uh, margin uh, as a sixer or at, in the regular season, but a, a very much a very bad record against uh, MJ in the playoffs. 12-4 and four was his record against MJ in the playoffs, or the other way around. MJ's record was 12-4 and four against Charles.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah. So unfortunately for this edition
0: of the how much does Fong know about the NBA, unfortunately with the Sixers, he just doesn't know that much. Granted, this quiz was pretty poorly built and honestly was uh, built pretty quickly because I had one night to do this and I just came with the most trivia of trivia questions, unfortunately. So honestly, I don't know if the, bi- if the biggest Sixer fan would actually be able to answer most of these.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh man, yeah, that was that was tough. It was just a pretty much a guessing game, to be honest, for 100% of it.
0: <laughs> you know, at some point, I'm gonna quiz you on the Kings, and I'll see how much
1: you know about the Kings. Now, that might mm-hmm. be
0: up more up more up your alley, but you, you never know. You might fail that one too,
1: honestly. Yeah, when it comes to numbers, I mean, that's that's really like a, <laughs> that's really a guessing game for the most part, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of them were numbers
0: related, and uh, yeah, even though you took what, how many years of calculus? Unfortunately, <laughs> guessing numbers just they don't they don't teach that in calculus. Unfortunately, so oh,
1: yeah.
0: this is uh, not very much up your alley, and unfortunately, zero points uh, for the Sixers. Uh, yeah, um, just decided to do this because well, you know, I had a little bit extra time. Why not try and do it? The Royal Rumble, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit. Was a bit disappointing for me, so I just started actually just creating the quiz. <laughs> so, yeah. anyways, uh, thank you for playing this. One of these days, uh, the roles will be reversed, and maybe you can laugh at me for not knowing about X team.
1: Oh, we'll see. I I don't know what team that you would prefer. Oh yeah, the Warriors. We should try the Warriors for you.
0: Yeah. Um. You can also try a you know like the Orlando magic i don't know uh, fuck all about the orlando magic so dear
1: god <laughs> you know
0: if you have the patience to create one go for it but you know i i am okay with the kings or the warriors um so yeah anytime you want to put in the work to do that that is up to
1: you oh well, i guess we shall see
0: okay uh before we actually uh, close we got two more topics to talk about uh royal rumble just happened to have you checked the winners of the royal rumble
1: Yes, I have, but I didn't watch the highlights.
0: Well, we'll just well, I'll just give your quick thoughts. Uh, for By the way, uh, if you guys don't know, this will include spoilers. If you have not watched the Royal Rumble, it, it, it's your fault that you're listening to this right now. If I spoil it for you, if, because it's been out there for a day, you should know by <laughs> now. Oh, Anyways, yeah. uh, for the Women's Royal Rumble, Ronda Rousey returned and won. Um, You know, I, I like that, actually. I just wish it was a little bit more like I wish they put like, you know, instead of him, her him, her versus uh, Charlotte at the end. I wanted like her versus Bianca or her versus uh, Liv Morgan, even like, why did it have to be Charlotte at the end? I, I just didn't get that part.
1: Uh, I mean, who who knows? It's it's you know probably Vince is doing, but from what I heard, I heard that the women's Royal Rumble was uh, a lot better than men's, and I did watch part. We'll get to we'll get to that. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, the only um highlights I saw were the men's Royal Rumble. So, uh, probably after this uh, podcast, I'm gonna watch the highlights for the whole show. So yeah, I'm. I'm hoping. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's good for Rhonda. You actually, uh, I guess. Well, I didn't, guess pick, I didn't pick. I didn't
0: I didn't pick her. I, I thought. Oh, no. I, I thought she was coming back for sure, and I said yeah. she would have been a great pick because I think she was like plus one thousand. Like she was. She was would have been a great pick, honestly. But you know, um, I d- I don't gamble, so you know, too bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good to actually see Rhonda back. Like people give her shit for just how you know how much of a you know, honestly how unlikable she is and, but she is a very good wrestler and you know, the women's, the women's roster does need a little bit more star power.
1: So she brings that. Oh yeah. So we'll see what happens in, I guess, WrestleMania for her, I guess.
0: Yeah. And also like, just like what what's, what's her, what's her name? Sasha Banks just unceremoniously getting eliminated. That was weird. I don't know why they did that. I don't know if maybe she's not like in ring shape I don't know. That was a bit that was underwhelming. That was mm. I, I just wish they did more. But that's just me. Um okay, let's talk about the men's royal rumble. What did you
1: see? Uh let's see. Well I saw who came out that there's that. And I thought, man, this seems kinda like underpowered or like there's not many names i guess that were coming out uh in the first i would want to say what 20 somewhat um or big names within the 20 somewhat uh you know rounds that they did and there was like it, it was weirdly we spaced out i guess you could say because most of the big names came out pretty much towards the end so so yeah, you're pretty much on point.
0: By the way, before that, I forgot to shout out a uh, Zelina Vega. Apparently, came out dressed out as Maduro Chiha. Mm, I, yeah. I saw that outfit. I had no fucking clue that was Maduro Chiha. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like like looking back. Yes, it kind of looks like it, but I don't know. It just didn't look anything. It did not remind me anything of Maduro Chia. I see it now, but like. Anyways, I forgot to shout that out. But yeah, basically, it was AJ Styles. And uh, maybe, maybe there was another guy. But what it was was that it looked like the – like um, WWE was trying to build out new stars. They were trying to get a guy like Rick Booz over, like who's big and muscular. Like they're trying to get him over. So he tosses out Chad Gable, who I like. And then later on in the later on in the Rumble, a guy named Madcap Moss, a, you know – Basically, this idiot that hangs out with uh, Baron Corbin, who's an annoying idiot now, like he eliminates AJ Styles for no reason. So the issue I have, I primarily had, First of all, these guys aren't stars. No one's into them. WWE is really into these big guys. And then they also try to push them by having them eliminate like r- beloved, like beloved, like indie workers like Chad Gable and AJ Styles for no reason. Like and then like the guys who we actually did like say uh, for example a Damian Priest he gets randomly eliminated by Omos who Omos his only trait is that oh my God he's so tall like that's basically the gist of the first like three fourths of the Rumble there were no stars and they wanted to push some stars. But those guys aren't over with the crowd and probably never will be over with the crowd. But WWE insists on pushing these guys who just don't look who are just the fans just aren't into.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like there was also Johnny Knoxville that came out. That's a weird one. Then Bad Bunny came back. I'm like so
0: I, I, I so johnny knoxville uh, by the way if you're by the way we gotta talk about if we want to see jackass I actually kind of make not not this once to make me see jackass i kind of just want to see it because jackass is kind of funny i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm.
1: and this is pro- i'm hoping this is the last one because from what i've heard uh johnny knoxville has taken a big toll uh especially in his last uh, i think he got hospitalized uh, i believe in one of the stunts he did during this movie
0: Oh, so just another day in the office, like
1: R- pretty <laughs> I mean, much. he
0: broke his penis once. Like, and he's basically, well, the thing with this new one, apparently there's a new generation of Jack, jackasses. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a new generation of guys. Apparently. I see. But, uh, what, oh, sorry, but uh, sorry to cut you off. But there was also a video of uh, Brock Lesnar tossing Wee Man through a table in a restaurant. So whoever had to tell Brock to get out of there because they broke their table. That must have been fun.
1: <laughs> oh man, but yeah, from what I've heard from Johnny, uh, yeah, his 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 brain's pretty toast for the most part. Like I they I think I remember reading a post or something that his mental and brain capacities of someone with dementia at this point.
0: I mean, with some of the shit he's done, like. <laughs> you know um, you know he he did it for our entertainment and we should be grateful. but yeah like some of the stuff he did like back in the day yeah Uh, Yeah. like however many concussions he's gotten like getting just all the things being smacked into your balls and your penis like it does it'll take a toll on him and you know get some rest johnny and it looked like they were pretty safe with him in the in the ring too so you know good good for you know like it's, it's nice. I'm surprised they haven't done more with WWE. Although I know there was an incident back in I think oh seven where they wouldn't sell for Umaga, the the, the Jackass crew. So Umaga mm. beat the shit out of them. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that that might be why. But I'm surprised like it, they haven't like worked worked with each other more.
1: Yeah, surprisingly. But you know this is pretty much a promotion to them for their movie. So there's that. But let's talk about Bad Bunny.
0: I think he's he's good. I think I thought he's he's got something in my yeah.
1: Opinion. Oh yeah, he's got something. I mean, he's definitely one of the guys that actually I think he wanted to be a wrestler. If he if he wasn't a was he he's a singer,
0: right? <laughs> I believe so. I I don't listen to any of his music. Apparently, he's very big. So, mm. but yeah, like I think like he seems to respect the business, and he actually I think took the time to actually learn how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I am you know, if I didn't like that he lasted to the final four, but like at the same time, he was good, like while he was there. Like he's doing like move, he's doing like certain moves. He like had a really nice pull down on Sheamus. Like he he's got something. And what you know, I, I hope he doesn't start winning a bunch of matches over like big stars. Like he beat Miz and Morrison, so you know, who cares? But like as long as it start doesn't start beating up guys like AJ Styles or like, you know uh, God forbid, broccoli. No, that, that that's not going to happen.
1: He
0: doesn't start going over like like beloved stars, like say Chad Gable and stuff like that. I'm OK with him. But as it stands right now, I, he's got something. And, you know, like, you know, there could be a lot, a wor- lot worse celebrity, much more cringeworthy celebrities that could have made an appearance.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope to see him more. Uh, well, probably not soon because I. Uh, yeah, as long as he keeps on training, I, I'm pretty sure he'll probably maybe have a spot. I don't know. Because, he, I mean, he is a singer, and from what you said, uh, he's a pretty popular one. So I don't know if he'll want to do this full time. No, he ain't doing this in full time.
0: Like, mm. honestly, like if anybody is smart, don't ever do wrestling full time. It's a <laughs> It's a grueling fucking thing. And honestly, you don't make enough money to justify it. That that's Mm -hmm. just the reality. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. So no, he ain't doing that. But like again, like I don't want him to start beating like you know notable people. Like as long as he kind of stays what he is, which is like he'll beat he'll play he'll beat the Miz. Who gives a shit? That as long as it kind of stays in that lane, I'm cool. And again, he's been good. So let's don't don't tempt fate (laughs) too much. I'll just say.
1: Mm Mhm. Oh yeah.
0: But yeah, other than that, the men's Royal Rumble like it ended. It like it was a very flat ending, like Brock winning kind of made sense. But like the way they did it, I didn't love it. Like Randy Orton comes in, just gets F5 out the ring. Uh, Joe McIntyre had a nice showing, gets F5 out the ring. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar. That's actually a dream match, like because both guys are UFC guys like Matt Riddle was good before he got released by the UFC. So like there there could be could have been so many things there. Gets jobbed out and just gets tossed up by Matt Riddle or by Brock Lesnar with one arm, mind you. Like he lifted Matt Riddle with one arm and just tossed him out the ring like it was nothing. So there goes that dream match and just it, it just felt underwhelming. And like and let's not get into Shane McMahon. Like Shane McMahon like I can't believe he's seen as a star. I I the less I see of him, I'm good
1: yeah uh, i mean have you seen those punches
0: <laughs> yeah those, pota- those potatoes like it's, he actually punches people like that that's what a lot of people are just like don't want to deal with him because he actually punches you in the face
1: uh yeah i mean yeah i wish there was something more surprising because it, i don't know it, it felt kind of expected in some ways uh where Brock would come in and just demolish everyone there was no fight and yeah pretty lackluster ending uh it's like, too bad that- like if Brock was gonna win I wish he would
0: have like Drew should have like had a bigger moment against him uh, honestly if Drew won it wouldn't have really mattered because Drew could have won and Brock just said I'm fucking Brock I'm challenging Roman who cares mm. he didn't need to win the Royal Rumble in my opinion mm. oh yeah it, it makes sense but at the same time like again like they basically for the first three quarters of the, of the match is like literally nothing happening. And then they try to push these, you know, these stars that probably aren't going to get over. And they, they use like AJ styles and Chad Gable and like amongst other workhorses to try and get them over. They're not going to get over. And then like, you have some stars, but they're crushed by the, by the ultimate star. Like, like it was nothing like Big E like came in yeah. and just got eliminated. Mm-hmm. Like, This dude, this dude was the WWE champion four weeks ago.
1: Yeah, and it's also too bad that Kofi got eliminated so easily, too, because I mean, he was from what I've heard, he is kind of like a botched move because he was trying to do that uh, save himself and get back in the ring type thing, I guess.
0: So right. I, I remember seeing that. I was like, his feet touched the floor. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah, and for boy. better or for worse, WWE actually followed their own rules and actually ejected him out. But like even even in real time, it looked like he touched the floor in a slow motion. It was completely clear he touched the floor. Mm. And that's an unfortunate botch. But like what, what, what was going to happen? Like, I guess he was going to do something with Big E maybe. But like. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, it was just underwhelming. There was no there were no real, there weren't that many stars. And, you know, it was built for one real star. And that was Brock Lesnar, who just makes everyone look tiny. And you just hope like, you know, I was just hoping they would like, like at least give guys like Matt Riddle, give guys like Chad Gable, give guys like AJ Styles more shine. Granted, AJ Styles is a little bit older, but like like a guy like Matt Riddle, you could build that match down the line is a legit MMA fighter. There's a storyline there and hell they still might go with it but like at least like build something. But instead just Brock just beats everyone. Yeah. And then you just shrug.
1: Yeah. Well, let's see. Who did you predict for this one?
0: Ah, uh, who did I predict? I, did I predict Brock? I
1: think I did. I said Roman, I believe, but I mean he he wasn't in it. So <laughs> So, uh, yeah.
0: And uh, I, oh, by the way, I really appreciate the shield entrance uh, by Seth. That was actually really cool. But, you know, mm-hmm. that 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 faction's tainted because they can't really mention, John, <laughs> you know, John Moxley on the other on the other company. Although, like there were talks about like po- a possible, quote unquote, forbidden door with AEW and WWE working together. And, you know, there was actually speculation of whether like Cody Rhodes could have showed up or like, you know. Dean Ambrose could have showed up, but they did. So like it was a very underwhelming Rumble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, not a not a great uh, Royal Rumble. Like most of the show was okay. Like I'll be honest, I skipped the Miz and Maurice. Miz and Maurice versus uh, Edge uh, and Edge and uh, Beth Phoenix. I watched a little bit of the uh, Becky Lynch and Do Drop match. Like I didn't think Dewdrop Drop was gonna win, so I didn't just I just didn't bother. The shield, the, sh- uh, the shield now Roman versus uh, Roman versus Seth was really good, but and the women's Royal Rumble was good. But man, like the way they ended that show was flat. Like the flat <sighs> f-
1: Earth. <laughs> OK, yeah, <laughs>
0: I- I'm not yeah. a flat earther, by the way. So don't don't accuse me of that. But yeah, it was flat. It was a very flat ending.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. And. I wish I watched the whole show, but then again.
0: No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> no, you
1: don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 ending didn't look good at all. This is why I don't
0: watch like the WWE shows in full. It's just, it's not worth my damn time. I'm reading people like that. Oh, I woke up at seven in the morning to watch this. I'm like, you poor you poor son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wake up at seven for this garbage. <laughs> uh
1: well. It's what. People love to do, I guess. Uh.
0: Yeah, sorry for guys who had to stay up to watch this. I do feel, I do feel for you. And you know, WWE maybe they change, but I don't know. This is it, it's not, it's not great. And this, unfortunately, like they, how do you again, like just have being able like how badly they fucked up the build and just fucked up the rumble in general. And it's unfortunate that most of the show was really good, but it's how you leave them sometimes. And then and, and fortune just leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth, which is how it ended.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, time to watch the highlights, I guess for me, and see if there's anything that's, <laughs> that could be scrapped from this, I guess. Well, uh, before you do that,
0: uh, well, it's ty um you know you're forty ers not going to the Super Bowl
1: mm-hmm oh yeah, do you have any thoughts uh, like I said, we'll get them next year uh we uh we just need to recuperate hopefully we stay healthy uh possibly draft corners get better uh get more assets or you know maybe sign some people I don't know we'll, just uh we gotta do some stuff to uh help this team uh become future proof because I mean we've we've been we've gone this far really uh, being considered I, I guess you could say quote unquote underdogs. Uh, you know, going against the Cowboys, then, you know, the Packers next. And uh yeah, now playing the Rams and almost winning. Uh, being down 17 or being up 17 and seven and, you know, the Rams coming back, uh, winning the game with uh, 20 points. So, yeah, I mean, it's too bad that we're probably going to let Jimmy G go. I mean, I mean, who am I kidding? We, we are probably going to let Jimmy G go. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Just, just so just so you know, he so when asked about
0: uh, the 49ers future, I'm talking about Jimmy G and yeah. possibly having played his final game. His quote was, I love this team. I
1: know, yeah. And, and you know, our players love him too. So it's just too bad that yeah, he can't perform, <laughs> I guess, uh, with this team uh, as well as he should.
0: That's that oh Man, that, that, that would have been so perfect if we were sponsored by Roman. It's like, it's like, well, if he can't perform... You know, you can perform in the bedroom, but uh we were not sponsored by Roman or Blue Chew yet. So one of these days I'll be making that joke. But um yeah, I actually turned on the fourth quarter and under two minutes to go. I saw that interception he threw at the end and I, I felt your heart break.
1: Yeah, I mean there was really not much to do from there. I mean, the Rams defense really collapsed on Jimmy and that's his one weakness is not knowing what to do when uh, guys are coming after you. I mean, he scrambles and scrambles and tries to do something. But, uh, yeah, not much that he could do because, I mean, he's not as athletic as he was the first uh, year he was with us. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say.
0: Well, uh, sorry for having making you relive that, but uh, I guess to – Better football news, so I just want to quickly get your thoughts on this. So Tom Brady is uh, retiring, but there mm-hmm. are reports saying that he has not actually told the Buccaneers whether he's going to retire yet, so this may be old news. But if he is indeed retiring, was it after 20, 22 years in the league? Um. So I guess, uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Is, is he the GOAT?
1: Yeah, for us to get. Uh. Oh, or are you saying that if he's the GOAT of all time quarterbacks? Yes. Oh. What, what other GOAT would there be? <laughs> I thought you were trying to imply that 49 should get a, a Tom Brady. What? <laughs> I don't know how. I'm, I might take oh. some back
0: to that. I have no clue if I don't. Did my voice sound like that? I don't know. No, no, he. No. I was not implying that. I was just gonna say, is he the GOAT?
1: No, he is definitely the GOAT. <laughs> Why He has sustained this long of of a career, won championships with many championships with New England, and now winning one with the Buccaneers. I mean, geez, how old is he? Like 45? 43, I think, this year. Oh, 43. That's old. (laughs) I don't even know if LeBron can go that uh, far in age uh, and help the Lakers, to be honest. I mean, the only person that comes to mind is... uh, uh kareem and that's about it
0: and kareem retired i, be, I believe at 40 and yeah.
1: yeah yeah
0: i i i personally don't see it from lebron but like honestly i've said that for like how many years so if anyone could do it it would be lebron but i still have my doubts i'll just say that mm-hmm.
1: but yeah he is definitely the goat of all quarterbacks and the nfl hmm
0: Yeah. uh, Again, uh, the second part of it is whether or not he'll actually retire. (laughs) I thought was really funny. A lot of people. So this was funny because Mark Henry trended when that happened. And I don't. (laughs) Do you know about the Mark Henry Salmon suit promo?
1: That was a while ago, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was the fake retirement promo. Yeah. A lot of people were referencing uh, Tom Brady's going to do that. But which I thought was really funny, but. You know, if he does end up retiring, like for at least from what I've heard, like seven rings and t- taking the Buccaneers, like the worst franchise in all of sports to a championship like that is go. that should be like anointed, like, I guess I- one of his top uh, com- accomplishment. I don't know enough about football to say that, but that's some shit right there.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they they got the assets to uh, put around or get guys that. Support Tom Brady so, and there it was already fundamentally, uh, like a potential team to make the playoffs. But you know, adding Tom Brady and everything that uh they brought for him, I mean, they it just made it into a playoff team automatically, yeah. But again, just the feat
0: that that would be something along the lines of LeBron joining the Kings in what 2019 <laughs> and bringing us to a championship. Yeah, like one of the one of the most cursed franchises, like, again, you talk about like culture and just weirdly losing in certain ways. Like if he somehow cured that and like was able to bring us to a championship, like I think I, that's what I feel would be equivalent. You, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's incredible.
1: Yeah, that's only if, you know, Vlade gets the pieces around him, too, as well.
0: Well, it ain't about Vlade. It's about a it's about where LeBron could get Anthony Davis to the Kings. Uh, I, that's what it's about. That's why I always said it, it did not matter who the Lakers drafted. If they had drafted Fox, he'd be in New Orleans. Like, that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it, it. you know, like, again, just, you know, from what I hear, he seems to be the GOAT, although I've heard some people say Patrick Mahomes is on his way to doing that, but he's still young in his career. It'll take some time.
1: Yeah. I mean sadly they, they lost. <laughs> yeah they I,
0: mean, I saw that too. Um what was it the 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 overtime rules are weird. So who it it's I thought it was whoever scored a touchdown first, but apparently you can just score a kick and that's it.
1: Yeah, field goal. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was a little weird, honestly. Oh yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, I don't get football. I'm I'm still
0: trying to learn. So guys, stick with me. I'll try and ask Fong some good questions and hopefully he can answer them. And that's how we're going to learn together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about football myself. I just know very little things because when it comes to calls or most calls, I know. But when it comes to, yeah, whatever the refs say that I don't know, then yeah, I definitely don't know. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, just just always learn something, you know, learn something new every single day. And apparently it looks like that way with football. And honestly, like with how like with the challenges work now in the NBA, you learn something new about the rule book every single day. Like De'Aaron, like not grabbing the rebound and letting it bounce I who I didn't know that was a jump ball. So, again, you, you learn something new every day and always strive to learn more. Uh, I guess it's a good mantra um, to live on. And with that, it shows you that we are uh we're out of stuff to say. So because it's been an hour and a half uh, long podcast, we are yeah we're getting to our limit. So we're gonna call it quits here. Um, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you got you guys enjoyed the uh, recap of the game, uh the recap of you know more trade news before the trade deadline, and the quiz show that Fong did and failed miserably at. Uh, one of these days he will get his revenge, don't you?
1: Oh all? yeah. Don't you worry. So I guess we'll come back at you guys, I guess, maybe tomorrow, because there's a game on Monday uh, against the Knicks, but there's also a game (laughs) on Wednesday against Brooklyn, so... We'll be coming back to you on Wednesday. I, I wanted to come
0: back against the Knicks just because the Knicks are in a funk right now. Like they're actually talking about trading Julius Randle, which I did not think they would be would be like at, at this point. I thought it would have been like next year or something like that. They're the, like, honestly, they're in their own little pickle.
1: <laughs> ah, I see. Well, Let's hope uh, we really don't become a laughing stock against them when we play against them. So I guess we shall see.
0: Yeah, and I will also use this opportunity to beg my ex baby please come back before we before the Kings win.
1: But we'll see. Okay, then well, I guess we'll see you guys after probably the Brooklyn game then.
0: Uh, okay. Um prediction. Well, two and oh, one, one and one, oh, oh for two.
1: Between the two games, I would say I'm hoping one for one.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I can see us winning the Nets against the Nets, actually, but that that's a that's a long shot to say the least.
1: Mm, yeah, we'll see. I mean, let's see who who is on the Nets that's currently healthy. <laughs> is, so KD is out. I know that. Is this one in Brooklyn? I'm I'm gonna assume it's
0: in Brooklyn because I know we play in New York um, for for the Knicks.
1: Let's, Let's see. Check. So if it is in Brooklyn, that means no Kyrie.
0: No Kyrie, and I don't know what James Harden's happening. No, it's actually back home. Oh. So So oh, so okay, so you confuse me because I thought I thought you meant a back-to-back uh, for New York and Brooklyn. It's actually going to oh, no. be at home against Brooklyn. So Kyrie can play.
1: Okay. No, yeah, I, I I I think I forgot to say that it was on Wednesday that we're playing against Brooklyn. Yeah. God damn
0: it. You confuse me.
1: Uh, <laughs> anyways, we'll be
0: at New York tomorrow and then we'll fly all the way back to the golden one center to play against Brooklyn.
1: Jeez. <laughs> coast to coast. Yeah.
0: So I, I'm i going to predict a 2-0. Brooklyn's actually kind of reeling just like with all the injuries and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, God forbid, like if you have if you're ever feeling down, you play against the Kings, you're going to feel like you're on cloud nine. What should
1: we call it? Wait, 2-0, I, you mean, meaning we're going to lose two?
0: No, win, win both. I think oh. New, New York is a mentally – they're in a mentally fragile state. If they mm. can play as well – this is a big ask. but they can, If they can play as well as they did against the Sixers and, like, actually, like, get up, get a double-digit lead, the Knicks are known for really not being able to come back against, against like, these kinds
1: of deficits. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm just going to keep a uh, one and one prediction for now, and we'll see. You negative sack of shit. Okay. (laughs) Anyways.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll catch you guys back after the New York game. Um, We'll be doing two separate podcasts uh, for the New York game and the Brooklyn and Golden State back-to-back. That's actually going to be the back-to-back.
1: Okay. Well, I guess we'll see you guys later.